You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Legend of Korra AfterBuzz panel. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah, where we don't. <laughs> I'm not sure either, but it's dramatic. It is. We have the dramatic Korra music this time around. We're not. We're not coming in. On Earth, fire, air, and water. Obviously, so I guess. So I guess this week, representing melancholy is Miss Liz Rishmaui. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and next to her, representing the element of despair, is Tori Miller. Hello. I thought you were going for the four humors. <laughs> I actually don't know what the four humors are, so I'm kind of making this up as I go uh, along. Melancholic, yeah. choleric, sanguine, arm. and Wait. I'm missing the fourth one. God, that would have been a much better it's intro Donatello, for this. Michelangelo, <laughs> Raphael, and Leonardo. <laughs> but then, sitting next to me, obviously correcting my mistakes, is Miss Katie Cullen. I can't remember the fourth humor, and it's going to drive me crazy. I think it's Hi Black guys. File. <laughs> Yeah, and, that's, that's uh, melancholic. Phlegm. Oh, it is? All right, well, whatever. And I'm... And phlegm is choleric and sanguine is blood. And I'm John Quick, obviously <laughs> representing confusion. Yeah, and booth, <laughs> I have an English degree. I learned these things. And in the booth is grand old Mr. Steven... Not quite. Not, but not quite, not quite. No, Steven's he left. Traded. Um... Well, so Mr. we will. Hey. 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 Thank you very much. Yeah, and now to leave this, and now to leave this bit behind, we're coming into the episode. Yeah, of, let's, uh, let's move episode, on. episode seven and eight, the original Airbenders, and uh, the Terror Within. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot. Now that lot sounds of, like a horror movie. <laughs> two very, two very, very kind of different episodes. We have like original Airbenders is a much more like lighter, almost a return to I would say the last Airbender kind of very like fun adventure. Yeah. And then Terror Within, this kind of you know locked door mystery and all kinds of political machinations. And, yeah. Yeah. Just running underneath, but. First things first, we're going to open with Tenzin telling an extremely boring story about. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even remember what the. Like, this guy, one of the monks, like, one of the monks that never ate. 100 days yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Tenzin. Fasting for forever. Yeah, I love how, like, everybody's bored except for the aptly named Otaku. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Who studied it already. You think he went through this story day by day, and on day one, and on day two, it's like reading the begats in the Bible. Yeah. Begat, 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 begat. And by the time you hit the end, you're like, okay, that was the lineage of Jesus Christ. I never want to hear it again. It's like this, like, that was the hundred day fast. Day by day. And it was so funny, too, because he kept on, like, raising his favorite anybody else. (laughs) Anybody Uh, that isn't otaku who already studied this. Yes. And his air acolyte training, which I guess, like, all right, one of the air acolytes just achieved the dream. Yeah. I mean, we think about it. Good for him. It doesn't look like any of the other ones did. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks for them. Yeah. (laughs) 
But, uh, you know, they're all training and everything. And then I like, again, you said it cuts to the more nicer parts of the episode where we kind of like, we kind of get a little more of a Janora and Kai's um, relationship building in this episode, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. That's also great stuff. And we also have air bison rustlers. Yes. <sighs> yes. And then, yeah. So, you know, and again, we're going into the whole thing where there's separate stories of how Aang found the bison again. But, you know, we see like this, this school of bison and they're all wild and they're like, when are we going to get one? And then Tenzin has to ruin the fun, of course, when they start having hope about something cool is going to come out of this training. And they're like, not for many years until you, you know, go through the training and then you can get your air bison. And these are wild bison and they probably aren't too terribly fond of humans. It's like going to train a wild horse. Yes. Right. That's not going to be easy and it may never work. Yeah. 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 Well, we're, well, we saw like just early in the episode with Boomy, like, of course, putting Boomju into his like little robe and making fun of ten- making fun of Tenzin. Like we see this like family friction, but we we already saw this kind of coming up in the very first episode when Tenzin discovers that the there are more Airbenders now in the world, and he's like, we can rebuild the Air Nation, but it's he's very very naive in thinking about how that's going. He just thinks that they'll just be the air nomads that yes. his father right. told him. Yes. And we're already seeing from the start that they're very clearly not going to yeah. like be that. And he doesn't yeah. take into consideration the fact that even him and his family, his kids, they all were born knowing that yes. they were going to be nomads. Yes. And these are people that, you know, range in age from, you know, Kai and Jinora's age all the way up to, like, you know, Boomy's age. He's probably at least in his, like, late 40s, early 50s, you know? And it's not like you can just snap and change your entire life's perspective or the way you live it. So right. and it's always a struggle. And Tenzin, therefore, has no experience <laughs> with people who are coming into this later and yes. therefore no idea how to teach them. Yeah. And I remember the fourth humor, it's phlegmatic. Ah. <laughs> I win! Um, well, Nothing. <laughs> Good callback. Uh, this is all that Tenzin knows. Like, I don't think he could even fathom another way of going about teaching these people because it's how he was raised. It's, yes. it's the only world that he's experienced. I mean, Boomy has been out in, in different the kingdoms. Real and doing stuff. Yeah. yeah, he was in the military. Right. Yeah. And the well, military is not the real world. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of, he's he's seen um, other really other cultures like in like up front whereas Tenzin has never almost never really left um Air Temple Island. But then there's the the other thing that he's running into is that like we can see Otaku, well he loves all of this stuff already, but like all of the Air Acolytes when they when they moved to Air Temple Island, they wanted to learn about the air, the air nation, and the air nomad culture. All of these people are people that he rescued from the Earth Queen, and they more or less joined up because they didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, yeah, right. And it was that or the non-existent witness protection program. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I thought. Yeah, and and, it, and it's cutting ahead a little bit into the episode, but since we were talking about it just now, I think it's relevant to bring up now, is that Boomy never, even though he's Aang's son, he never truly felt like part of the Air Nation or any of that. So now it's like this connection or anything. Because like I said, I mean, even look at their sister. You know, she's a waterbender. She probably doesn't really conceive any of that kind of stuff anyway, because they, they probably live different lives while Aang probably took Tenzin off onto, like, separate adventures and stuff to train him and everything while the other two kids stayed behind. No, they oh, he, he did. They totally yeah. did. Yeah. So. And, and, like, and, and there's the other thing, like, Boomy, they always say, like, yo, he acts, he's the oldest, but he acts like the youngest. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has to be... They named him right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there has 
has to be something that, go, that went on, like, when he was first born, you had to think that Aang was, like, desperately hoping and praying that he was going to be an airbender, and, yeah. he was, and I'm sure he didn't try to let it show, <laughs> but he probably was very, very disappointed in oh, Boomy a little bit, just just for that. That's a lot of stuff to Especially unpack. when wow. two, master air, <laughs> yeah. two master benders, their first child doesn't have bending powers, and they weren't going to know how many other kids they would have. So. so you named him after the greatest earthbender, possibly, that ever was? Well, next to the, yeah. I think he was one of his best friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And he's the oldest child and the only person in a family of benders with no bending ability. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course he went off the rails and acted like Bart Simpson. Yeah. But yeah. Not, he wants attention. Yeah. But not just any like bending parents, like master bending the parents. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The Avatar and Katara who apparently discovered whole new ways of using uh, the healing arts with water. Yeah. yeah. And blood bending mm. and all that. Yeah, so. yeah but we mm. don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> moving plot relevant. So, yeah. they, so Kai go, goes ahead and takes Janora off to like, let's go see the baby bison. This is boring. Like, let's go do this. And they do. And we find out about how, you know, obviously the bigger bison are not too happy when you're playing with their kids that can't fly yet. So they're being overly protective and Janora saves them. And they have that nice little conversation there about, you know, you're basically a master. And Janora gets up into this thing about her tattoos. She says, "My dad won't let me have them. He thinks I'm still too young." Well, theoretically, yeah. she yeah. should already she should already have them. Yeah. Like when you the way that you get your airbending tattoos, for at least from what I understand, is that you master all of the the forms, and then you have to create a new technique. Mm. And the Ang created the air scooter. I think that. Um, probably tends in that air wheel that he yeah. uses on occasion was his, mm-hmm. and so with Janora, I mean, she just invented astral projection as far yeah, as we can yeah. tell. Yeah, yeah. So she she's kind of upset about that because again, it's the whole thing about the father daughter concept of not wanting, and she is the oldest of his kids, so it's harder to let go of that whole you're not a child anymore, but still trying to give her, you know, the she still she is a master, she is at that level, so you know, basically, you know, that whole happened, but. And then going back to, uh, you know, Tenzin's dilemma where he actually goes to Boomy for advice. After he talks with Korra on the radio and Korra's advice is get him to help but let him think that he came up with the idea. Which Mm -hmm. is is incredibly people smart, which is something you didn't see. Yeah. This is growth for Korra. Yeah, this Because we didn't get a lot of people smarts from her at the beginning. It (laughs) was just Korra smash. And now she's getting a lot better at yeah. knowing how to work people and knowing how to get them to work together. Exactly. Yeah. But just so. leading up to that leading up to that moment, I just love how Bolin was talking on the phone. He starts going off about Opal and how adorable she yeah. is. Yeah. And then I don't he, know how I'm going to live without her. She's going to be over there and then we're not. No. I'm going to shut up now. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like, really, yeah. just like realizes that, that moment of self-awareness. There, there has to be a Bolin like comedy relief each episode. It's always like good. But well, um, you kind of need it after some things that happen and some of these episodes. Oh, yeah, right. definitely. But anyway, so, you know, so she, you know, he listens to her and goes to Boomy and says, you know, how would you go about doing this? And, and Boomy ends up giving, like, he, he apparently doesn't think his advice through. He's no. telling him to lead them like a military force, which... Break them down and rebuild them back up. Right. Which, is, which like, is great when you're commanding a military force. Yeah. yeah. But when you're trying to, like, train, I guess, like, train a new culture of people and, like, you know, try and reintroduce a new way of life... You know, that doesn't work. And it also is, like, completely counterintuitive to the philosophy of... 
the the air the style of airbending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a teaching technique that Tenzin has no experience with. Mm-hmm. Boomy would be able to do it because Boomy went through it himself and knows the ins and outs and knows how hard you can push someone before you give them a water break. Yeah. Right. Tenzin but, doesn't have a clue. Yeah, but also the military is something like as as far as we know, yes, there are benders in the military, but they're probably not training them all to use when it's a group setting where you have people that aren't benders and that are benders, you're probably training them in one particular way not to push them to use their powers in that setting. Yeah. And right. this is something where it's so new to them, it's definitely not the right approach the way he starts yeah. to take yeah. it. To where we see him waking people up and airbending into the horn. And even Boomy's like, it's way too early for this. Taking them on a 10-mile hike where they're all freezing cold. But then they can <laughs> practice meditation. Yeah, which, airbenders is, which is hysterical. Know how to regulate their internal body temperature. Exactly. <laughs> and then the whole scene on the pole and learning how to balance and we have that one guy and he's like lemurs and ears on the pole it's okay pretend they're not there just ignore them be one with your it's it's this whole honestly i didn't think what he was doing was terribly unreasonable no but i think everything stacked one on top of the other yeah Yeah. Yeah. like you need at least a little like 10 minute break to actually have them catch their breath i mean yeah which again speaks to his lack of experience yeah. with this teaching technique. Um, well, I had assumed, and I was wrong, but I had assumed because there's a there's a leadership technique that where you're super hard at the beginning and then you let up as time goes on, yes. and that way it one endears them to you and it you can allow yourself to be lighter because they already know the structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assume that that's what he was doing, that or giving them something to uh, like he was lightning rotting, giving them something to you know gather up. I, I think he didn't actually know know what he was doing. He was yeah. just like, ooh, military. Like, yeah. Because yeah. he's right. yell, yell, This is my yell. understanding of the military. Lots of yelling. Yeah, because yeah. he's only taught his children and Cora. Yeah. And, like, yes. those are, and his children, like, yeah, he can, they're going to listen to him anyway because. Because he's dad. Yeah. yeah. And Cora was going to listen to him because, like, Cora grew up knowing Tenzin, so she will always look to him as an authority figure yeah. in that same kind of respect. I but, mean, it took her a while to get there because it was a hard element for her. But yeah, I mean, and, yeah. but this is something that's a new for everybody. It's new for the people who are new at airbending, and it's new for him. Yeah. So, you know, I, I love the next scene with the shaved heads about having well, this, to... <laughs> this show is great with its humor. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, the whole thing about shaving he- your head to make sure so you, that way you can feel the air on your skin and then says, who's next? And then no one does. He's like, well, it's optional. And then the guy's just, but wait... I- can you get the option? Can you get the option? So, you know. And, then, and again, that to me says that Tenzin is really, really caught up in what he's doing exactly. and not actually thinking about any ramifications. Which, which yeah. leads to Boomy just like flat out quitting. On like the getting... obstacle course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny how we see Kai fly by and everybody else just, you know, they're, you see the levels that they're at as airbenders at this point and in that scene, I think. Uh, I will think that there is a like kind of a. a Kai has a deeper understanding. Kai almost reminds me of Aang if Aang grew up as a street urchin as opposed to in a temple. He yeah. has a yeah. lot of those same mannerisms. Yeah. And that, again, that philosophy of freedom. Air is supposed to be the element of freedom. Nobody seems to understand that better than Kai. Yeah. Really. But I also think it's because, you know, being this kid on the streets and learning to fend for yourself and everything like that, too, you know, he's going to be quicker and faster. He probably has some moves and agility skills that the other guys didn't have. Yeah. I mean, these could have been people like us, you know, we're just sitting doing our lives and he's running around 
around and he's got stealth mode because he's stealing from people and running away constantly from authorities. So that's always something that he has as well. Um, but, you know, yeah, so Boomy basically just screams at him and says, I'm fed up with you. And it was a lot of pressure on him, too, because it's like, if you don't do this, everybody's going to have to do it again. And it was just too much at that point. And he, um, yeah. he flips out. He's like, I never wanted to be an airbender, which I think is just like him projecting like all of those insecurities from childhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, I don't want to be a part of this. I quit. And he yeah. walks away. Yeah. And and it gets to the whole scene with Janora. And basically, you know, well, Kai made a good point that I should get my tattoos, Dad, because, you know, I am a master. And they have that whole scene where he flips out at the, you know, shudder to think. And she says, you know, I I know all the teachings. I know the history. I know the culture. I know the moves. And I'm ever actually more in touch with the spirit world than, than you'll you ever will be. ever be. And she flips out and kind of, like, runs off. It's a great little animation that. moment of of. Kai just like sidling. Yeah, yeah. Like, do not include me in this. It's enough that you know he's going to get on me for trying to like have some sort of thing with you more than friendship. So, um, well, and it's bad enough that she does it in front of the people that he's trying to set himself up as to as be an respect yes, figure. Which, right. Yeah, exactly. So it's that whole scene, and then we have, and then of course go from serious scene again to. Um, to humor, where we have basically Iki and Milo put in charge as Tenzin kind of storms off to do his thing, and we just have Milo goes, look to your left! Now look to your right! One of you won't make it out alive! <laughs> <laughs> One of those people will not make it out alive! Oh, God, I love can it. We, can we get more of that kid in the show? <laughs> He's hysterical. I mean, just, I, I, when he was screaming about people being maggots or something a couple episodes back, I just, I love this kid, and I cannot wait to, like, I just want more of him in the show. I know he's kind of like a back character, but so important. Yeah. I don't think he's a very good teacher. No. Really he's don't think he's... Yeah, but he he's is a, a small child with a lot of power. He doesn't know how to handle exactly. it. Tenzin is an adult with Actually, a lot of power. He, he doesn't know how to it. handle it. He handles it pretty well. Yeah, he he just, organized those lemurs that one time. Yeah, That's yeah. true. Yeah, he's so... Um, and then we skip ahead to Janora and Kai and going back to the whole bisons and everything where that's when they stumble upon these poachers, or actually, rather, the poachers stumble across them because they are caught in a net mm-hmm. as they are looking and going, where did the baby bison go? Where did they all go? Um, they're in this truck over here, and yeah, it turns out that they are poachers for the Earth Queen, who likes eating exotic animals, and they drop, I heard she even ate her dad's bear. Oh, which is uh, not a surprise. Yeah, Bosley. no. It's like, Bosco. Bosco. Yeah. Was Gosh, that's <laughs> messed up! Yeah, and what are you gonna okay. say? So she wants baby bison steaks. Yeah, it's just, baby back ribs. And I don't necessarily think that they work for her so much as just they're the, the scum of the earth, and they're just going to go anywhere where they can make money. Yeah, I mean, if this was 100 a hundred years ago, they'd paycheck. probably be selling stuff to the Fire Nation. So, yeah, um, and that's I'm, a pretty big paycheck from the Queen herself. Yeah, and not yeah. To, and now they're like, oh great. Well, we heard that there were some Airbenders around here. I bet the Queen will play, pay a pretty penny for giving you know the Airbenders back to her for her army or whatever it was that he said. Yeah. So there's that whole scene selling people and um <laughs> you know and then so we have that moment of okay well this is the plot this is the main point of the episode what's going to happen and then we switch back to where Tenzin's having difficulty with this whole thing and he what is his wife's name again Pema Pema and Pema she, is a glorious human being and she has the patience of, of a, a saint, saint. <laughs> Yeah, and it, you know, and it's just you know, she she breaks it down for him. You know, like I was so excited to be an air acolyte, but I, you know, but that first time when you're when you're in it and the bed's so hard, and I love that little scene. Like it's, it's better actually for better, for back. better for you. <laughs> 
Not the point, dude. <laughs> Not the you know, point. And then she, you know, she does kind of very reasonable. She's a very down to earth character, and just like she's yeah. kind of his his wisdom when he's he's angsty and you know going through all that. Like I feel like she's his, his foil, his hot headedness is very much. I think he gets from Katara. Um, you know, his mother, yeah. when in those times where we saw her uh, back in her younger days when she was just kind of flipping out and very stubborn. Mm-hmm. So she just basically tells him to be patient and he goes to apologize to Boomy, which, you know, he's still kind of not ready to accept his apology. He's kind of not having it. Um, which, thanks, Boomy. You're you're very helpful. Yeah. Well, is anyone really surprised that he was going to turn around and go, it's like, oh, I forget, I forgive you, Tim. Oh, yeah. No. no. Yeah. I mean, it made sense no. now. We know that there's this, something's going to happen. Someone's got to save Janora and Kai. Which, by the way, forgot to mention, you know, Kai mentions, why don't you, can't you astro project or send one of the spirits to send for help? Which she does. And you have this cute little but thing. But she can't project because there's not enough space and it's too noisy. And it's too yeah. noisy. She can't. That's the downside of that technique is that she actually has to have some peace and quiet and space to meditate. Yes. And when you're in a cage that's three feet by four feet with by a two little feet, bison. With a bison. You know, not, not a good way. Yeah, not a good time. So, but it's so funny though that scene where this little spirit goes to tell um, I want uh, one. Boom-ju. It's like a little field mouse sparrow. <laughs> you and know, I want one. And 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 then basically when he's like, guys, they're in trouble, and they're like, you can understand and communicate with the spirits. I get the gist. I get the gist. It's kind of like Luke talking with R two D two. It's just yeah. like he, yeah. he's just kind of like I, I I get exactly what you're saying, and then but then like when Boom is talking with him, I got a I was like, what's that, Lassie? Timmy fell down a well? Exactly. Or, a little more contemporary, I am Groot. (laughs) Yes. So... I didn't see that movie yet. You but, need to see that movie. Hear all the spoilers. Yeah. No, but but uh, uh, no spoilers in the comments, guys. Come on, seriously, come on. So uh, you know, so then Boomy basically, I guess, because he's still really angry at Tenzin, is like, you know, because all these guys are saying, "Wait, shouldn't we get Tenzin?" Well, Tenzin's already he flew off on a bison looking for Janora yes. and Kai. So yeah. like, they they don't know where he is yeah. or even how to get him because I don't even think most of them fully realize how to like even fly with their gliders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. But think he, um, Tenzin knew to kind of go looking in the area of the bison. because yeah, they made that yeah. comment. She went off with her boyfriend. Boyfriend! Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so basically Boomy's like, you know what? Forget that guy. You know, we're, you know, we're gonna do this. We're gonna save them. We're airbenders. We gotta look out for one another. We're gonna, we're gonna find them. But you quit. You know? <laughs> Remember our struggles on the obstacle course. Yeah, that's yeah, not the you, point. You quit. <laughs> that, that's not that's the, point. the point. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Help me save my niece. Yes. Never mind that you have an actual very good point there. We're not going to address it because it ruins my speech. Yeah. Right. So then basically you flash forward and of course Kai being the awesome street little urchin that he is picks the lock with He picks the lock with two sticks, did which doesn't get, seem possible. Yeah, but, but did anybody no. just... No, but you know what? They make up for it because like, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, that's really impossible. But then he falls, he goes out and then a little bison's like... And he just like kind of falls. He's not that squeaky though, but like that, that moment of adorableness made me forget about being nitpicky about him picking this lock with like two sticks. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to do that because I, you need one to kind of hold them down and another to, I've, yeah. This is also wrong with flying animals and people who can bend elements. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah. But let's, let's skip past that. Yeah. yeah. And so at this exact crucial moment where he basically attacks one of these guys and gets everybody, all them, that's when they're already there looking at this and all the, you know, Boomy and all the recruits and they just go charge and they just run into this really great battle. And I think it's so fun to watch these. These are earth, these guys are really bad guys and they're probably been earthbenders since birth and yeah. are very skilled at mm-hmm. bending. 
exciting, and you have these newbies with new powers just going in full force. Right. But they're working together for exactly. the most part, and they're using what they've learned. And of course, you we, see some of the stuff from the obstacle course. And you speaking, see the guy with the shade. That's what I was just about that's to say. Someone shoots so his net at feels him, it, and, and you he, kind of. See, the, he, yeah. you see the air currents go over, and he realizes it, dodges the net, it and was, takes that out the guy. That was a great part of animation, right there. That mm-hmm. whole little scene and uh, Chekhov's airbending, you know. <laughs> and then, you know, and then so the bad, the main guy goes off, and you know, poor Janora is still in here, and that's when we see Tenzin coming with the bison trying to save her as Kai's chasing after. Because I think Kai's one of the few, along with Janora, that knows how to use an air glider. Yeah, yeah no, so right. he's he chasing him on the glider and actually manages to get in the cab of the truck yes. mm-hmm. and start brawling with this guy who's driving yes which good job everybody <laughs> oh but even better at the so at the very end of all of this one of the bison just shoots this massive gust of air like stops the truck completely cold and the guy goes flying out the windshield yeah mm-hmm. this is so, a, yes. this was a moment to wear your seatbelt yeah no <laughs> kidding um, like take the extra two seconds and you won't be <laughs> murdered by a bison and force stop but i also love that whole moment where kai is just so enraged and angry and keeps attacking this guy after he already said i give up and yeah. oh, he ten- says i give up before even before Kai attacks, that's, what, that's goes, what I'm saying. Like, I give up. Bam. Yeah. Oh, well. And because he's just so angry and tense, and after a couple of hits, he let him get like three or four hits and says, "You know, hey, we never attack air. You know, airbenders. We do not attack unarmed opponents. But Defenses. good technique. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you really shouldn't do that, but." You really did a good job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we get the scene where the bisons are now kind of these wild bison that were just before said that they're not going to go near you. You know, Tenzin saying, well, they recognize us as their own. These are the original airbenders, which anybody who's been watching the series since the beginning with Aang already knew. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then we have that really. But the, yeah, but this is their moment of like they actually have as opposed to people who can just move their arms and move air around now they're air benders which is exactly right. yeah. and they worked as a team and a community and a family and this is where we have that really nice moment at the end that kind of closes off the episode on a nice note where Janora, you know they, it's a very realistic father-daughter moment where you know he promises to think about letting her get her tattoos yeah. and then we have the little baby bison flying and says i guess everybody's growing up and it's just yeah. mentality episode which then which then cut to now meanwhile at the plot zahir mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rest of we're going to episode eight now yeah yeah but um, this is the very episode the very end of episode seven we cut to zahir and the three other and his three other members of the crew zahir is meditating and then yes. all of a sudden he comes out of it and he goes i know where the avatar is yeah he's in zaofu that was last episode yeah oh that was last episode that was, last yes. episode. Oh, yeah. well, that was at the end yeah. of even so i was like did i cut before the credits I <laughs> yeah. well, in episode eight going into this this was the episode that they showed at comic-con so I'd only seen a couple episodes at this point. So I'm sitting there watching this out of context going, what's going wow. on? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And exactly like that, too. Um, you know, we have... Well, th- there was a lot more screaming at Comic-Con. Well, yes. Yeah. It's right. Ballroom 20 at Comic-Con. There's going to be screaming no matter yeah. what you do. But then, you know, so we have Bolin and Cora sparring with the, the twins. These Wing are- and Way. Wing and Way. Thank <laughs> you. They have names. Wing and Way. They don't have personalities Wing that are way. separate from each other, but way, way. they have names. <laughs> and start. they're important, kind of. <laughs> and we just, again, we have Bolin uh, comedy relief where he just cannot grasp... The concept of metal bending, as hard as he may try. Right. Well, and there's been theories thrown around, and I rather like this that he's having issues with metal bending because he's not a metal bender. He may be a magma bender. 
because mm. firebending runs in the family. That would be good. That would be really cool. So that, that would explain why he was having... Where did you hear that before? Just like internet. on internet? <laughs> yeah. internet. On the interwebs. Yeah. Internet. Where did you get that? Internet. internet. <laughs> Which I think... Nickelodeon. Well, but yeah. even as, as Sue Yin said, like uh, she theorizes that any um, earthbender can learn how to metal bend. It's just a matter of being able to grasp Recognizing, yeah, yeah the, every single small fracture particle of metal is from the earth originally. It is just a new process of it. I don't think he'd be able to be a magma bender because that would require him to have power over fire, and he's not going to have not necessarily to, because it, the earth the earth bender is the magma bender, and he just I thought super oh, heats right. Right. on. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so it's like how the for some reason I always changed. thought he was a firebender with li- mm. no, okay. because the firebender is explosion yeah. 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 combustion lady. As, as we t- as we find out <sighs> this episode, head. she knows how to curve the bullet. I know <laughs> that is awesome. The one thing that the other guy couldn't get that that was his downfall. <laughs> but um, you know, so we have this People whole learn. People learn. Yeah. Mm. So we have this whole thing with you know Bolin, and you know they're sparring with the you know. And Cora's obviously getting the hang of it because she's a natural, and um, you know, and it, she's also the Avatar. Yeah, so obviously yeah. she's used, she's up. more used to learning uh, the concept of having to grasp onto how to do a bend a different element than right. somebody else who's just rock or just this. Yeah. yeah, you know. So, and then we go into the whole thing where we know that Opal's leaving soon, so we get more of Bolin and her, and they have this whole moment over Kale. We'll <laughs> always have Kale. Kale. Yes. Aww. Which was adorable and adorable. Ex- extra weird living in Los Angeles seeing two people going, we'll always have Kale, because I, I swear I could probably hear that walking down Santa Monica probably. Boulevard. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you know? And then uh, I don't think I'd want to hear that. <laughs> we'll always have kale, honey. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> but the, of course, they take this moment to just let Varric jump in. Just more of this character. I love Varric. Oh, Anything he's he Water do. Tribe Tony Stark, and I adore him. <laughs> he just le- he just leans in. Can I give you some relationship advice? No, no. fair enough. <laughs> and then they have this. He has this very useless airbending detector where you have to airbend. You have to airbend into, into it. Into it's like the, 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 congratulations. <laughs> You know, so it's, it's you've reinvented it's technically the wheel. Accurate, because if you can airbend into it, then you've been found. I just imagine someone blowing into just, and then was like, "You're an airbender." Well, maybe it's just like it, it, it has the needle. It goes from red to yellow to to green. So maybe it's like you know you can blow into it, it just goes a little bit, but you got to be able to bend into it. And once it goes to the green, then we know. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, you could just physically see somebody bend, which is why it's so beautiful. <laughs> and the point of how that's why I'm like he's kind of like if Tony Stark was not good at being Tony Stark. <laughs> and then poor Mako stuck on the other side of the table next, next to I can't hear anything. Yeah. It's not your fault. I can tell you're, you're lying. lying. <laughs> no, he, he's saying it has nothing to do with you. I can tell you're lying. <laughs> well, again, with 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 Iway, I again, I saw this episode before I watched most of the rest of the series because Comic Con. Yes. Yeah. So I've been watching these episodes with Iway going, you, <laughs> you. Which we'll, we'll get to that at the end of the episode. Yeah. Iway, as it turns out, is a traitor. This was and, a great episode to see out of context. <laughs> yeah. And how he betrays them as we as we jump ahead, even just to the next scene, we see the entire city of Zalfu asleep with and everything in lockdown. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly we see Zahir, Mingwa, Gazan, and Peli just like sneaking, <laughs> sneaking their way through. Yeah, and 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 then we poor Pabu trying so desperately hard to grasp Bolin's attention, and he's just not getting it. Well, and then making this 
ear-shattering noise. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I live with two cats, and trust me, like, they... Small animals like that make those noises in the middle of the night, and your response is immediately to wake shut up, up. <laughs> yell shut up, or throw something at them. Exactly. Like, like no. Yeah. I'm because I live in a studio ten, with two not cats. Important. I can't lock them out of a room. So, you know, I, I, I know. But at the same time, you know, Pabu's history, he's more intelligent than most cats, I would assume. Um, yeah. but, but we have this really cool scene where we see more of the airbending in Mingwa. She cuts a hole in the glass very, you know, uh, James very, Bondy way. Yeah. Um, with a little teeny point of yes. ice. And they're this very, is some extremely broken water bending. Yes. And she's we, really terrifyingly good. They yes. all are. Yeah. They're all they're a new brand of expertise in their in their air bending ways from what scary. we've seen in the past with any and others. anything bending ways. Yeah. yeah. I mean and we, it's scary. I mean we already see like Paley is like the second combustion bender we've ever seen. Gazan is the first ever magma bender mm-hmm. that we've ever seen. Uh Ming Hua doesn't need her arms yeah. to do to any be a of master the, of water yeah. bending. And Zahir picked up air bending Like that. Well, he's always been intelligent, and he's very well... um, I mean, if you were to think if he was somebody to go into being an air acolyte, he would probably pass and, and, you know, jump ahead a couple of grades because he's already been doing it for years where he's so fascinated with the history. That's probably actually where he started as an air acolyte on Air Temple Island. That's a very interesting uh, concept. I'm actually not uh, caught up with the series, so we'll see. Uh, No spoilers, Neither am I. No spoilers. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so they're very smart, and they shoot this, this tranquilizer, which we find out a little later is something called... Called a, a shirasu toxin. Shirashu. Shirashu. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, it's the the shirashu toxin is actually from if you guys remember from uh, the last Airbender, there was the bounty hunter that Zuko and Iroh hired. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she yes. rides around the giant like Her. mole thing. Oh yeah. my uh, gosh. Yes. 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 Awesome. Yeah. She was so cool. She was great. Um. But yeah. So then basically, Mama. you know, finally Mako and Bolin, you know, they tranquilize Naga and then. Uh, they tranquilize Korra, and then they're running off, and then finally Mako and Bolin uh, get the message from because Pabu. Because Pabu's screaming, come you on, know. Pabu, it's not playtime. Oh my god, they have <laughs> And uh, again, taking a serious moment and making it gold. Um, <laughs> and and then we just get into this battle, basically, where now, you know, Bolin and Mako are 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 fighting uh, Zaheer, and they're basically calling out someone help. You know, they have the Avatar, and we get the guards coming with the spotlights, and that's when everything, like, stuff starts to go down this episode. Um, And it's an incredible use of teamwork on both sides, Mm -hmm. because you have our wonderful four criminals who are covering each other's backs and fighting people off, and you have well-trained teams of of guards. Wow. I love the cards. Cards. (laughs) Yes, card games. Um, you have, <laughs> yeah, the teams of guards. You have Lin and Su Yin, who can somehow work together extremely well, despite having had a 30-year-long feud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but you they were both Mako taught by Lin. the same person. That's true. And the true. master, so. Yeah. Um, but it's you have all sorts of people working really well together, and it's just, the choreography is beautiful. Yeah, yeah the but, animation. But above all, you see four people holding off an entire city of master metal benders, a firebender, and again, he has to make that comment where they're they're basically surrounded. They think they have him, and then all of a sudden, that's when the magma starts rising. And they basically make a moat, and yeah. then Bolin has to be like, "Oh my god, he's a magma matter. That's so cool!" 
and really bad and news for us. <laughs> yeah. but uh, cool. Again, I think Bolin could probably do that if yeah. he tried. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. But you know, so you know, so they basically are trying to figure out there, there's that that mode is impenetrable. How are we going to get there? To which I think it was Sue who got the idea first by looking up about. You know, you can go down, drop it down yeah. with the cords, but the whole problem is, is pay, pay Lee? Pulley. Pulley. Pulley, yeah. that we need the, the precision shooter. Yeah, the combustion yeah. bender that we need, you need to distract her. So, um, it's basically up to Bolin at this point because I guess they need like a rock or something, not just like a fireball, because well, she'd we, probably just bend well, that away. Bolin has already shown that he can make very good precision shots. Oh, well, with yeah, small they rocks. were on His the. Uh, aim is fantastic. Well, they were all yeah. on and the. And he showed it earlier on the this bending, episode. On, on the last season when they were on the team together for the sport. I mean, for pro bending. Yeah, yeah pro yes. bending. But so he, he even showed it earlier. Earlier this episode, he's not doing too well with metal bending, but he takes wing out with a rock about the size of a quarter to the middle of the forehead. Yes. Right. Which so again, Chekhov's guns all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Where it's right where you need to hit a combustion bender to disorient them. Yeah, Pretty much. yeah. short out their powers, which we yeah. saw with Combustion Man. And I think that's how they ended up taking out Combustion Man. Yeah, they actually, yeah, they actually did. I think they exploded on him. But yeah. uh, but then we have um, you know them going up, and of course we have radio. Uh, interference where, you know, they're not ready, and, and he says, no, no, go yet. And he's like, okay, go. Okay, and he's like, go. No, 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 no. <laughs> so it's this very tense moment where Sue and Lynn are, are, Jump, are already dropping down, and we have this really awesome scene of slow motion where you know Mako's yelling, "You got to take the shot now!" And we see uh, Pali looking up and like basically are ready to just blast them right out of the sky. Mm-hmm. And and Bolin gets the shot, we, we takes can o- her right out. We can always depend on Bolin when the moment comes that very last need it to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, so basically, you know, Lin and uh, Suyin get in there and basically. Uh, they managed to get Cora out, yeah. mm-hmm. which is just the whole scene was very on edge. You what know? I right. love is that Suyin's metal dancing comes into this mm-hmm. because a couple episodes ago we saw her doing the choreography, and part of it involved hanging from those cords from the ceiling and working with each other. And part of what she does, because Zahir comes after them on his glider once he realizes what's going on. Suyin grabs Lin's cord because she's carrying Korra and pulls her out of the way of a shot and counterbalances. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something you only do with a lot of training. Yeah. And that <laughs> That particular... was some Cirque du Soleil ninja stuff. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which then left to that, of course, when they finally have Korra safe and they're trying to discuss, like, how do they even get into, like, Suyin is demanding, how do they even get into my city? Mm-hmm. Like, this is closed up. There had to be, like, an inside man. So yeah, they, Cora suggested it had to be a guard. Mm-hmm. Um, so so and they, this is after they just up and disappeared. It was pretty much smoke bomb and there go the villains. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then so basically Iway then steps in and says, you know, well, we have to question. And, well, really, it was it was. Uh, I can interrogate them. Yeah, of course, because he's a walking lie detector. And they go through this whole process, and, you know, and he keeps detecting, detecting, and even at that one point where I was, like, so mad at Lynn for going back, it's like, we already established that Sue is a good guy, like, why do we have to question her? Even Cora got frustrated with her. 
Oh, but even better than that, questioning Varric and like it's like oh, where Varric. were you? It's like, well, last night I was checking myself over for ticks. You can, Lyme disease, you can never be too careful. Yeah. <laughs> and just go like and just like going over like, and the And I list. did calisthenics and I filmed the whole thing if you want to see it. No. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yet, uh, yet again, a- anybody that's connected with this show, if you do a web series called Julie Do the Thing where it's just Varric doing demonstrations of, like, all this, or it's just, like, that stuff. That needs to happen. Yeah. I, please. That is a... We should kickstart that miniseries. It's yeah. like, please, please, please. Uh, yeah, I mean... And then, you know, and then... I, we have that moment where, you know, so basically, of course, Sue's like, you know what? I have nothing to hide. And I almost for a moment thought that maybe something he would have said that she was, but she wasn't. And then we get this kid guard... He's like mm-hmm. 17. 17. Se- 17 or 18. I think 18. 17 is 18. He's 18. Young. Yes. Um, <laughs> born and raised in Zalfu, and then just like all of a sudden, Ai Wei is just like... Pushing you, him further. Yeah. Did you yeah. let them in? Did you corroborate? And then he just goes, he's lying. And Su Yin flips oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, she's not going to question yeah. somebody that she considered family that's been her trusted advisor for all these years and helped build the city. Of course she's just going to go with it. And he's the right. it turns out that everyone else is pretty suspicious because, okay, we and they found evidence planted at his in, house. This, in this guard's apartment. And mm-hmm. Mako's the one that points out, it doesn't make any sense. No. These people have been in prison for over a decade. This yeah. kid's lived here his entire life. How, would, How he have... would he possibly get any connections? Exactly. And it's... And you, you also take a look at the, the evidence is also kind of like circumstantial. He's a guard... And he has a book with like all the, the guard shifts, shifts and yeah. Everything. But he could probably have that. He works there, but, ju- right. but it's just and but it's, it's too con- yeah. but it's too convenient that it would be just in his apartment, just right there. I mean, yeah. you would and think that yeah. if yeah. as young founded as he is, founded by Iway. Exactly. Yeah. And it's Varric who points out, well, if I was going to frame someone, I would plant the evidence in their apartment and then do this. Well, like well, like he did to Mako. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly like that. Exactly. And he it worked has... spectacularly. I mean, not for you, but for me, for me it was great. That was <laughs> he has no shame, and it is beautiful. Yes. And, you know, so of course they're suspicious, so they're going to go to Iway's place. And they're going to snoop around a bit because why is this man who he sh- he has to be in on something or know something because he's the freaking well, light detector. He's well, the Mako only puts person the po- who can keep a secret. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. Mako points out. The only person who can keep a secret in the entire city is him. Exactly. And yeah. so, you know, and yay, detective work. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> you know, much. Good for sleeping under your desk for all these uh, all that time. But uh <laughs> But they go and and they're looking around and they find that that hidden room. There's a staircase that leads somewhere behind a bookshelf, which already is the whole thing was a giant red flag to be raised in the first place. Mm-hmm. But to see that is already questioning into something that's up. And then and then Iway comes home and they obviously cannot lie to him about why they're well, there. I, right? I, did any of you also found it interesting how clever Cora was when oh, he yeah. would ask We're her a question? And she would try her best to not answer in yes or no because then he would be able to detect immediately if she's lying. Right. And she kept on trying to reword her responses back to him to not make him suspicious that they were on to him. Yeah. But um, of course he but of course he figures out that they had found it because Mako they didn't put the bookcase quite up they against didn't the, yeah they didn't put the little pottery thing back exactly and right. it was slightly open yeah which is a fun little Bolin moment Mako's uh, just like you forgot where you put that didn't you yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly 
and uh, you know, and and Iway pretty much raises a metal wall and escapes. Yeah, and when they try to go down the stairway, and he after says that him, thing, you have no idea what's in store for yeah. you, Avatar, mm-hmm. which is. Which is like one of those things of so this obviously goes deeper than four renegades if like because this guy isn't like obviously it doesn't seem like they paid Iway money it seemed like he was part of a deeper plan so yeah. there's some like whatever Zahir and his his comrades are doing it goes much deeper than just these four people and like, oh yeah I mean oh, as we yeah. come to find out later um, you know about about who they are and everything but you know it's just I wonder and I'm very curious as to when we will know about more about how Iway got involved with them because if he's been with Sue this entire time you know, becoming like her family and building the city and everything, you know, we, we really, you know, we'll get into that more, but I don't think Sue's out of the woods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because she basically goes to Cora and says, look, I know I told Lynn that you guys were going to go back to Republic yeah, City. Yeah, after Lynn scolds her saying you can't go after. Go find them if you think you can. Go find Iway. Exactly. Well, there's a yeah. theory running around just the net right now where people speculating that Sue Yin is a part of oh, yeah. that group. Oh, yeah. It's entirely possible that she is in on it because she has removed the avatar from one person who is very much dedicated to protecting her. Mm-hmm. She was interrogated by Ai Wei and Ai Wei can lie this is and true. no one will that is, know. That is very yeah. true. And it was also, and she would also know how to get in and out of the city. Yes. And she also managed to stall them when they came to take Opal to the Northern Air Temple. Yes. Was like, she oh, wanted no, to she... keep the Avatar there. there. Yeah. Yes, this is true. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense character-wise for Su Yin to be in on this because she has this city, because she has this family. Mm-hmm. Why would she jeopardize it when she seems to have everything? Exactly. Whereas Ai Wei lives alone, very Spartan living. If he doesn't have an emotional connection to any of these people, he would gladly throw them under the bus. Yes. And evidently right. that's what's happened. Yeah. So they, It doesn't make sense for someone with a family that she loves to do the same thing. Yes. Yeah. So well, we will find out in only in time. Um, but yes, yeah, so basically Lynn says you can't go. Sue tries, pretends like she agrees and then and we find out she says can Naga really track him down? And she sets everything up she said i bought you some time and they basically write off and then that's when we get the closing credits yep so a lot of things now so a lot of things now heating up we have we have this conspiracy that is now being unveiled that there's something more that there's something more going on Mm -hmm. um of course like opal is off to join the north the northern air temple but i i guess like just going for i guess just like going forward like hopefully we're going to find out what their motivations are and i know that if you're you're watching if you're already watching ahead you already know kind of what zahir and his group's end goal is no spoilers in the comments please yes (laughs) some of us aren't some of us aren't cryptic uh comments are fun though yeah (laughs) and speaking of comments you guys we forgot to mention but uh check us out on itunes uh give us a rating of five stars this lets everybody know our bosses know that you love the show um leave us some comments there as well we're always happy to reply to you guys just please no spoilers (laughs) yeah um you guys are usually pretty good at not spoiling anything so please continue to do just that yes but then, I guess coming up next, coming up next week, we have episodes uh, nine, nine and ten. ten. Mm-hmm. Long live the Earth Queen! And I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what episode nine. It doesn't That's not matter. ominous. Yeah, but not yeah. Long <laughs> live the Earth Queen is an ominous one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, going on, where can the people find everybody? 
Well, as you guys know, you can find me on Twitter at, at @nowquick. You can also see me on the Attack on Titan panel. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on the Attack on Titan and Sword Art Online panels on Sunday and the Ruby panel every other Thursday. Hey guys, I'm Liz Rishmaui. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. You can also find me on the Sword Art Online panel with Katie and Tari. And you can also find me a little later tonight on the Musketeers panel. And I'm Tari Miller. You can catch me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Um, and I'm also on the Sword Art, art, blah, 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 art Online panel. <laughs> and the XF panel on Wednesdays. I know words. Yay, <laughs> Don't forget, words. like, comment, give us five stars. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Believe it. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.